Hi folks, it's Dr. Christine Sauer here, the host of Sparkles for Better Mental Health. This podcast and show is all about growth in five dimensions. And today I'm very excited to have Ash Burnside on the show. Ash is a burnout coach for overworking online entrepreneurs, helping them to find space for themselves between the demands of business and real life. Wow. I've Welcome to the show, Ash. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm so happy to have you. That's a very important topic because like many entrepreneurs, most of us, I worked too much at some point in my life. Mm -hmm. And at some point, we have to learn to regulate it. So it's a very important topic. Now, let us know, how did you transition into making this your life's passion and purpose? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, the journey here has definitely been very personal, um, which I'm, I'm obviously happy to share. I So I started my online business. This, this business that I have now is my third business that I've had. Um, and my second online business, the first thing that I did was in marketing. I worked in marketing for six or seven years doing digital marketing, copywriting, funnel building for some really big brands online. And I got really, really good at it. And then 2020, we all know what happened in 2020, the world shut down. Um, and so I was a solopreneur, I was a service-based business. And so on top of just like trying to keep a business going when everyone else is just like feeling the weight of uncertainty and all these crazy changes um, and working in marketing just in and of itself, like that's a very fast paced industry that things are always changing. You have to stay on top of trends. You have to learn new platforms and all these new skills that are constantly coming out. So those two demands already like kind of squished me down and then trying to parent uh, my three boys. I have three boys and during the time. Uh, we were doing kindergarten, preschool, the daycares had shut down in our area for a bit so that we couldn't bring them. So it was like trying to parent three boys and like help them kind of with schoolwork. That was a train wreck. And stay on top of business things, stay on top of market. Like it just became a lot of shoulds. And at no point in there was there space for me to just exist or even know who that person was in the midst of that disaster, like personal mental disaster. Um, so it led me down a really, really dark road and I ended up having to get, um, some mental health, uh, help and went through a course of therapy and then really dedicated myself. Even when I started therapy, I'm like, I'm going to figure this out. I don't know what this is, but I'm going to figure it out. Cause I didn't even have that word to understand like, Oh, this is burnout. <laughs> this is what burnout feels like. And they think that's part of maybe a lot of people's journeys, um, but specifically mine, I didn't just, I didn't even have the word. I didn't really know what burnout would look like. And I didn't know how my burnout might show up a little bit different than someone else's. Um, so after going through it and after really, you know, making traction on my own healing journey, um, I really nerded out really hard on all the things that worked really well for me. And um, it happened a little bit organically where I started to coach in a very casual, you know, informal method, uh, the colleagues I was working with, co-workers in my industry, and just kind of help and share like, hey, this is what's working for me. Like, oh, I see you're going through this. Like, do you want me to show you my system? And then it just kind of compounded from there. At some point, I got invited to become a burnout coach for other teams, and it's just kept growing. And this is probably the most fulfilling thing I've ever done. I can imagine. Now, what do you think burnout is really? Ooh. 
I love this question so much because I know so many times we get hung up on like the symptoms of burnout without actually recognizing that burnout is also a symptom of something else that's going on. And so to me, burnout is a symptom of not trusting ourselves. That's a big one. Having that lack of self-trust of being able to trust inherently that you know a way to figure it out, that you are worthy regardless of what happens, that there is a way forward, that there are options available to you, that you're creative enough to find those options or to create them for like layers and layers and layers. That self-trust, like there's always another layer of self-trust. So to me, one of the symptoms of burnout, what really is, is that, is that, that lack of self-trust that we have. The other thing that burnout is, is that again, like no space for you. But I think that again, like this kind of plugs back into self-trust. Like you don't trust that you are worthy enough to take up space in your own life. So other things should take priority over you existing joyfully in that life. Um, most of the thing, obviously, that takes up our space is work or we allow work to kind of creep in and overstep our boundaries or we don't have boundaries. Um, so those would be the two biggest things that what is burnout? Actually, it's those two things. It's a lack of maintaining space and boundaries for yourself in your own life. And it's a lack of self-trust. And so many people, especially women, I think, lack those boundaries and let other people walk all over us and our time and our energy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, what do you think from your experience is the difference between burnout and depression? Ooh, this is a good one. These can come hand in hand a lot. And I do think that one can trigger the other. I think that's really, really common. Um, That was what happened to me. Um, If you're someone that struggles with depression, going through a bout of burnout will absolutely trigger a depression. And then similarly, if you're someone that has always had a struggle with depression, I think it can be really easy to slip into burnout because you have a smaller bandwidth that you're dealing with. And so it's a lot easier for those things to creep in. So as far as the difference, I think this really depends on like a personal sense of context. Like what is burnout or depression to the person you know, feeling that within themselves. I I think the main difference is when we go back down to like, what is the root? Where did this come from? If depression is something you've already, you've always struggled with, is there a root to that? And is that root different than the ones of burnout that we just discussed? Like, are you, are you lacking self-trust? Are you lacking that ability to create boundaries and maintain space for yourself? If you are, that's when I'm like, oh, those might be the same, or they might be actually related right here. But in in this case, I can see where those can be different. I love what you're saying, because what you're saying is basically uh, burnout is a consequence of overwork and lack of trust in yourself and lack of prioritizing your own needs over that of others. And in my books, I work with depressed people. So I work a lot with the root causes of depression because I find them and I eliminate them. There's no constant struggle with it. It's not necessary. I, I used to struggle with it. This, they all tell you it's lifelong. It's not. It doesn't have to be. Let's put it that way. Now, I think burnout is one very important component that can lead to depression, as you said, and it's it's one of the root causes, no question. So I love that you work with those people because it is so important. There are so many people that work, 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 work and end up sad and, and frustrated. Now, why is burnout so common, so prevalent? Oh, no. Ah, this one goes so deep. I could go so many layers. Man. Burnout is so prevalent I, for a, a myriad of reasons, which I'm only going to scratch the surface here. Um, 
burnout is so prevalent one because of our our current working and societal structure on the value we place on work and everything that comes after that the value we place on our productivity the value we place on how much money we make and tying our sense of self-worth to all of those external values so it's like when when you're when your compass for life and success and if and feeling good is based on this external thing that you can't control at all. Like you can't control what parameters are put on you. You can't, you know, control an economy. Um, when you're sending things outside of yourself, like that at some point is going to lead to burnout because you aren't going to continue to meet those external demands if that's where all of your sense of worth is. is, is. Ah, external demands as a point of worth. That is very interesting because many people define success as, oh, lots of money, good right. husband, uh, adjusted children in a good school. What do you think is really success? Ooh, I love this question. Success to me is freedom and freedom. When I really like take it apart and what does it mean to me? Success and freedom is a, a liberty for me to pursue my, my soul's purpose in financial time-based and relational harmony. That is what freedom and success is to me. That is quite interesting because that is a very narrow definition of freedom uh, from the constitution. Really, it goes much further, but that is a good one because I love that you say it's to pursue your passion. Now, how does somebody that maybe is feeling burned out, overwhelmed, is an entrepreneur and the typical hamster wheel, how do they know what really their passion is, what they should pursue and how to start sorting that out so they stop feeling so bad all the time mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. man this was a lot this was a lot of my journey of like figuring out like what is that <laughs> who is this person inside of here um the first thing that I would want to say to anyone feeling like that is like you don't have to figure it out today <laughs> like the first thing I think is accepting that this is going to be a process and it gets to be a joyful process like don't think like oh I got 10 more things just added to my to-do list that I got to figure out today. Like that's not, no, you're starting a new journey that gets to be filled with joy. That's, that's the first step. Um, the second step is creating space for yourself. And even if that starts with just 10 minutes, you take 10 minutes to yourself to just be quiet and sit with yourself. Don't pop in your earbuds. Don't try to like, feel like you gotta, you know, figure out whatever is on your mind right now. Like give yourself 10, 10 minutes of mental rest because the more you can start to do that, the more that your own voice, the more that that inner voice, that sense of intuition, which is you and your deeper passions is going to have space to step forward and start speaking again. And it's that voice that we have to tune back into to follow to our passions. I don't think passions is necessarily something that jumps out. And we're like, oh yeah, that's the thing I'm passionate about. It's the little, it's the little nudges. It's the feelings that we get when we're doing something, when we followed a nudge. I love that because the inner voice is what saved me from killing myself uh, 26 years ago. And I believe if you follow your passion, as you say, it gives you the energy and makes you sparkle. And that's what you teach people. It's so important. Now, what's best defense? If somebody is an entrepreneur and they don't want to get totally burned out. They already feel that pressure all the time, but they don't want it totally burn out. What can they do to prevent it from really happening and getting bad or worse? Mm, I have two answers to this one. And this is intuition. Stay plugged into your intuition and know and honor your natural rhythms. Those are the two things I say are mm -hmm. the best defense. 
because like we were just talking, that sense of intuition will never lead you astray. I always love asking people like, tell me a time that you listened to your intuition and it did not work out. Usually people are like, oh, I, I can't think of one. I'm like, that's for a reason. Like we're supposed to follow our intuition that your intuition is literally your best interest. So if you're able to follow that, that is going to prevent future burnout. Because again, that burnout comes down to self-trust, not having space. Your intuition is not going to lead you to those types of scenarios. And then the other one is know your natural, your natural rhythms, your natural patterns. This isn't one that's really easy um, straight off the bat. And this is where like starting to create space for ourselves is really important. But just knowing that you might have a rhythm that is much different than maybe how your industry works, how your colleagues work, how maybe even how you were brought up in your family. And that's okay. By following and honoring what your natural rhythms are, you're less likely to feel the pressure of like, oh, I have to do this, or I, I should be doing this, or they say that this is the best practice if I want to get that, because you're honoring your own natural way that your energy works. And that's the only way you're going to get somewhere because everything costs us energy. Everything costs us our own personal sense of resources. So those would be my two answers. That, those are really good answers. I, I really enjoy that. Now, let me ask you, if somebody is an entrepreneur, what are the signs they should watch for that there's impending doom, that they're going to get burned out if they continue with that? Ooh. Uh, the first one is, is that sense of anxiety or apathy. Those are, anytime I'm, I'm listening to conversations and those are the words that are coming up or they're kind of describing something like that. I'm like, whoa, red flag, like sound the sirens. What's going on with you? Are you okay? Um, because those are the first things that happen where we, we start to disengage mentally and with our passion because those walls are creeping in, the boundaries are bleeding over and it's hard to stay passionate and really excited about something when you feel an obligation or you feel like it's draining you. And so- if that's what burnout is and that's what it's setting in, those are the first two signs I see is that apathy um, of wanting to pull back. Wow. Does it affect your sleep too? Absolutely. That that was one a huge problem for me is that it ruined my ability to sleep. I had horrible insomnia. I've, I've had a struggle with insomnia for a lot of my life. Um, I'm neurodivergent. So going to sleep has always been a problem, but uh, particularly when I was going through burnout in a really, really dark time, um, that's what made it worse was the the physical symptoms of like not being able to give myself rest yeah so so i like that give yourself rest so what in your opinion is uh the role of self-care in your ability to prevent and recover from burnout Ooh, i love this one too self-care is so important but i also think it's important that we define what self-care is um because i think there's a lot of I don't even say definitions. There's a lot of assumptions about what self-care is. Um, I know for me, like I thought about self-care when I thought about influencers talking about, you know, swipe my morning routine or you just need to drink this one green juice and you'll be better. Or like, it's always like some prescribed something again from an external source. And that's not what self-care is. I like to call that bubble bath self-care. Bubble baths are great. I love, I love bubble baths, but like, is that what's going to keep me going? Probably not. <laughs> so um, self-care to me are the things that we need to do to maintain our sense of personhood and maintain that sense of genuine, joyful personhood. What do I need to do to fill my own bucket so I can be happy with who I am, not just not just surviving, not just content, happy with who I am. And this is in a lot of different buckets. So you have emotional self-care, 
that mental self-care, spiritual self-care, physical self-care. So there's self-care in all of these different buckets. Um, physical is obviously going to be things like making sure you're moving your body. And again, since joy is such a big part of the equation, at least for me, doing something that you and like move your body in a way you enjoy. If you don't like running, don't run. If you love lifting weights, do that. If you like to dance, then dance. Do something that joyfully fills your bucket. That is a sense of self-care. So when it comes to like the emotional or the mental, psychological, spiritual, one of the big things that is so important that I see people don't do when it comes to self-care, and this can be kind of a red flag for burnout, is hobbies, passions. Like what's something that you do, not because anyone expects it of you or anyone is going to pay you for it. Like what is something you do because you genuinely just love it? What's that thing? Because that thing is self-care. That's really true. So what in your opinion for an entrepreneur is the role of time management and prioritizing? Mm, this one is a personal struggle of mine as someone with ADHD. Uh, time management is something I'm always, I wouldn't even say learning. I feel like I'm beyond the point of learning. I'm just trying to just cope with my own abilities to time manage. So time management and, and prioritization um, as an online entrepreneur. One is the biggest thing for me was being able to ask for support. Um, because, because of my own needs, I know that I need help in that area. And that was something that was hard for me for years, like not even like a couple weeks or months. It took me years to ask for help for, and it can be as simple. Sometimes it's, you know, talking with a therapist. Sometimes it's as easy as me asking some of my work friends, like, Hey, I have a lot going on this week. Would you be willing to sit down for 30 minutes while I create my schedule for the week? Just someone like a task buddy so that I get it done. So asking for support, again, it's going to look different for everybody, looks very different for me, um, and prioritization. And I will say that I prioritize things in a very different way. I prioritize based on the energy a task is going to take me. So I use something called a red light system. And so anytime I have tasks, obviously, if something's due and it's big, then that gets a red light because I know, like, I got to do this one. But otherwise, it is the amount of time I think it's going to take me or the amount of mental energy it's going to take me. And that's a red light task. I have my own personal rule of thumb where I know that I can't do more than one red light task in a day. I can't. So I assign only one red light desk a day and that helps me kind of prioritize and time manage my week so that I can do everything else I need to do in that day and meet all my other responsibilities and obligations inside and outside of business. And then it kind of goes down, down the list. So yellow light tasks are something that takes me a more medium amount of time, medium amount of brain power. And then green light tasks are things that are either really quick or they're really simple for me to do. No, I don't have to sweat. I don't have to think about it. They're simple to do. Um, so I'll layer those into my days as well. So I, that's how I time manage and, and prioritize throughout my weeks and my months is I go through my task list and I assign everything a light. I like the idea of prioritizing by the amount of energy it takes you. Yeah. I really like that idea. Is there a time of day when you like to do the harder tasks and the not so harder tasks? Yes, yes. As much as I like to say that I'm a night owl, I do perform like my best, like big brain energy tasks early in the morning. So first thing I get up, take care of myself, do the task. Yeah, that, that is what many time management experts say, and, and you're certainly one. And uh, now what's your number one tip if somebody wants to recover from burnout? Mm. <clears throat> It's going to come back to that 10 minutes. Just start taking 10 minutes. My, my full recommendation is if you can get to the point where you're taking a 10 minute break three times per day, one time in the morning, one in the afternoon and one in the evening, but just to start, just pick one, pick one slot in the day. That can be your 10 minute timeout that you take every day, honor that every single day. 
start to create that space for yourself because that 10 minutes is helping to create your space it's helping to rest and it's helping to reestablish a new boundary for yourself to just exist so that was, that is where i say to start yeah so that you can go from just existing to thriving yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah i like that and i i just want to emphasize what you said it is really important if you need help to have the courage to ask for it it's not a sign of weakness many of us think as i did when i started Oh, no, I can't ask for help. Physician, help thyself. No, 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 it doesn't work. It's courageous to ask for help. It, it, it really is. And uh, let us tell you, if you listen to that and you're not sure, go ask for help. Go go for a therapist, psychiatrist, doctor, coach, whoever appeals to you specifically. And, and that's so important. Now, uh, in your work with people that burned out are impending burnout, recovering from burnout. Have you identified any stages or process that people go through when they slide into burnout and then recover from it? Mm. I don't know as much about the stages of going into it, um, only because I know on both sides of the journey, it's fairly nonlinear. So one person might experience, you know, these two phases or these two symptoms that happen as they're sliding into burnout. And then someone else can figure, can experience two completely other things. Um, so I do think it's very individual. There is a sense of, <laughs> there is that sense of shared symptoms though, of, you know, the apathy, the not wanting to do it, sense of depression. There's a, not a hopelessness, but like a very bleak outlook and going forward where you're like, mm, why? Like, what, what am I working towards? There's a, a purposelessness that's there. That's um, really heartbreaking. And that's kind of what I've seen throughout whenever when someone's getting like really to a dangerous point, I'm like, mm, it might be time to like take a couple of step backs and like really reevaluate now. This is a, a critical point. That would be going into burnout. Coming out of burnout is, man, it comes back to those two steps when I, the most, mm, hold on, let me. So the self-trust is a big part of it, but that's something that takes time to heal. It's not something that gets healed overnight. Yeah. Um, but the, the ways that I see this, these phases of healing start to happen is they start to create space and understand their body. That's like the first thing is like the sense of body or psychological healing that happens first, where there's a courage, like you were saying, there's a courage to kind of raise your hand and be like, okay, I don't want to be here anymore. And I need help to not be here anymore. And so whether that is working with doctors, um, I worked with a functional medicine doctor that kind of helped me come back to my body before I got into like the other intense parts of my healing journey. Um, therapy, those are like the first things of helping you to come back to yourself first is the first phase. And then once you get past that point of like really bad or that critical part where you're like, oh, um, the next phase of it is now starting to come back to the layers. If you're back in your body now, you're starting to, you know, you're not just surviving anymore. You understand yourself. There's this sense of, of trying to get to know, like, who is the person in there now? Like now we're doing the deeper healing of why did we end up in burnout? Why don't you trust yourself? Like, that is the question. Again, this isn't something that gets healed right away, but it's something we can start thinking about. Um, and then certainly understanding our patterns. And this is something that starts to emerge pretty organically. I don't usually have to bring this up with people. It's usually in that sense of body healing or in talking with a therapist or talking with their doctor, they're able to start to recognize like, oh, my body does these things and these are warnings for me. Or like, 
I actually like working in this style, but I've been working this way for so long and uh, like it's completely incompatible for me. So there's a natural sense of getting to know yourself on a deeper on a deeper level and also being able to start to recognize those natural patterns because those natural patterns are going to help bring you back to your sense of self-trust and again, like reinforce boundaries in a lot of different areas of life. I like that really, that was uh, an explanation. So to wrap it up, uh, and somebody listens to this episode and they say, yeah, I think I'm burned out or I'm burning out. I want to do something about it. I like what Ash says. How can they contact you? Yeah. Um, so you can find me on Instagram. This is, I post tips every single day to help throughout this journey. And my handle is Healing Hustle Co. And I also have something called the Burnout Protocols, uh, which is basically my a short little guide to help you implement this 10-minute idea, that 10 minutes a day, three times a day. It's got a bunch of different ideas of like, here's simple, non-thinking tasks that you can do to help your brain rest during this 10 minutes. Um, they can find that at healinghustle.co slash burnout. That's awesome. And of course, I will put your name and the links down below. Now, if you have one sentence to close it, what would you say? What's the most important thing people can mm. learn from you or that you have ever learned? Yeah, yeah. Listen to the nudges. Listen to your own nudges. They are telling you something for a reason. What are they saying? Yeah. And that's a wonderful thought to leave the audience with. Thank you so much for being on the show, Ash. And if you're listening to this or watching this on YouTube, uh, make sure you contact or look it up, get that uh, protocol <laughs> and the next subscribe to the show and listen to the next episode of Sparkles for Better Mental Health. Bye-bye.